This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Yes, we are back and it is time again for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The podcast that gets the drop on everything St. Louis Blues. And of course, anything big going on within the NHL. Going into this game against the Wild, we'd seen the Blues go 4-2 and two out of their last six. We've seen some very good things in those four wins. We've seen some very bad things in those two losses. It's a team that's, I said this several years ago, I compared them to Jekyll and Hyde. People have been using that a lot lately because that's what they've been. They're like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You don't know which team's going to show up. Is it going to be the team that scores four or five goals and gets decent support from their goaltender who allows two or three goals? Or is it going to be the team that scores one goal and allows the other team to score five goals, regardless of whether it's mainly on the goaltender for not making the saves or it's mainly on the players for making mistakes? Hell, they could win three games in a row and score 15 goals and only allow six on those three games. And then the next four games, they allow four to five goals a game and only score one or two and make a ton of mistakes. You can go as far as saying that it's even worse than game to game. It's period to period. When they play really well, for the most part, they're playing not a full 60 minutes perfect. There have been a couple games where they've been that way this year too, probably. The rest of them have been up and down. They'll dominate for a period. They fall apart for 10 minutes. They fall apart for a period. They dominate two periods. They let the team almost come back in the third period, or they let the team come back in the third period. This has just been a team that is just hard to get a handle on. People blame Coach Mike, which I fully understand. When he took over at the end of the year when they fired Hitch, that he got the team to play better. But I think a lot of that was on Marty Brodeur getting with Jake Allen and helping Jake Allen out. I do give Coach Yo some credit with that. But last year was just despicable is when it all started, when people would ask him, what's wrong with the team? And he continues to say, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, So there's responsibility to go all around. Well, let's get into those highlights against the Wild and see exactly how the Blues did in this game. Would it be one of those games where they played well for a period, where they played well for two periods, where they had a lapse for 10 minutes, where they had a lapse for a whole period? It at least looked from the beginning that the Blues were playing pretty dang good. They would get the first goal of the game. On his third goal of the year, Oscar Sundquist would put the Blues up one to nothing very, very late in the first period. Now worked ahead for Sanford. Zach Sanford trying to go to the net. And that was rejected by Suter. Sundquist gets it down low, two on one with Barbashev. In front, they score! Oscar Sundquist and the Blues lead one nothing. Little old fashioned meat and potatoes right there. And it's always important to get a goal from your fourth line, an energy line, a line that's got to get that puck in deep and be tenacious. But the goaltender, Johnson, just moments ago made that sideways save against Granlin and got some help from Fabry. Then there was the post by Fair. And then you go down the other end at the end of a period. A great way to end it. Nice pass by Barbashev right on the tape before Parisi can get Sunquist. 
Oscar gets his stick on it and into the open side. It was a very defensive first period. Both teams had some opportunities, but both goaltenders played well. Both teams were strong defensively until that late goal by Sunquist. But it all started with a big save by Chad Johnson. The puck gets out of the Blues defensive end. They bring it out. Barbashev gets it in the zone, makes a perfect, perfect pass to Sunquist. He puts it right over Dubnik, and the Blues go up one to nothing with just 59 seconds left in the first period. Nice to see the Blues get a late goal instead of giving up a late goal. As I said earlier, that was Oscar Sundquist's third goal of the year. Barbashev with that beautiful pass gets his third assist of the year. And I'd like to see Barbashev play a little bit more. I really, really would. So I'm hoping this guy can just grow and grow because I think he's going to be a good player in the NHL. Let's go ahead and check the shots on goal. They were very, very even. Eight for Minnesota, nine for the Blues. I think the Blues wanted to continue to play the kind of game they played in the first period. A defensive game, not a lot of mistakes. Get the puck out quickly when you need to and have a very good transition game to put pressure on Minnesota's defense and, of course, Devin Dubnik. The Wild would get two very early goals to take a 2-1 to one lead, and I mean early, in the second period. Parisi back to Niederreiter. Off the post, Parisi scores! Niederreiter floated one back across. I thought he was trying to pass to Parisi, but the puck caught the post, and the rebound fooled Johnson. Parisi buries, and Minnesota ties the game. The surprising part for me was the, sh the shot by Niederreiter. Johnson didn't see it at all. It hit the post, it went right by him, and this is an interesting shot here. Parisi does the right thing. He, he follows up nicely on it. off a skate of Perron, Erickson Eck tried to hand it to Coyle, instead goes to Greenway, a shot save, Johnson, Erickson Eck scores! Two quick ones for Minnesota, and the Wild are on top two to one. Well, one of the problems for the St. Louis Blues this season has been, and it used to be a strength of theirs, has been not stopping guys driving to the net. There's nobody picking guys up to the net. After a very good first period, it's just tough to see the Blues uh, give up two goals like this. That first goal was by Zach Parisi, his seventh of the year. Niederreiter gets his seventh assist. Broden gets his second assist. One minute, 19 seconds in, we're tied at one. And then 25 seconds later, Joel Erickson Eck, on just a hard effort by him, didn't give up on the puck, gets his first goal. Greenway gets his fourth assist. Coyle gets his seventh assist. One minute, 44 seconds in, 2-1 to one Minnesota. And you know, that's a very astute observation by the announcers for the Wild. The Blues used to be a very good team at keeping guys from coming in on your goalie to get those rebounds or guys driving the net. That didn't happen a lot, and it's been happening a lot since the end of Coach Hitch's tenure, and especially since Mike Yo's tenure. The Blues, I thought, after that, played pretty good. Great? No, I wouldn't say great, but they played much better than they have in a lot of their losses this year. So they're in the game. They're only down 2-1, to one, and they didn't stop fighting. I've got to give them credit for that. This team fought in the second period, although they were behind, and they would tie the game up on a goal by the captain, Alex Petrangelo, 9 minutes, 37 seconds in. Nice to see the captain get his third goal of the year. And O'Reilly on for Schwartz. Excellent D-zone coverage there. Schwartz into Petrangelo. Wine shoots. He scores! Petrangelo! His second in as many games. Ah, that's the way to get up the ice. Good D-zone coverage. Everyone in their position. 
And an easy out of the zone results in the weak side defenseman, Alex Petrangelo, jumping up. Right in front of him here through the neutral zone. Gets the puck, and in one quick motion, he lets this rip to the far side. Head up all the way, looking. He's been working on that shot, boy, and that that is just kind of pulled to the far side where you get a way more on it. The Blues definitely played better after falling down 2-1. to one. Nice to see him just kind of kick it in a little bit there. And I know this is kind of simple stupid, but the Blues have such good success when it starts defensively, when they're able to stop a team and make that quick transition. They've got the players to do it. They don't always do it. But in this game up to this point, I thought they were able to handle defensively Minnesota's pushes when they would have them, and they would get the puck out of the defensive end quickly, which is going to help your goaltender. And of course, it's going to give you more chances to score like it did on this goal by Petrangelo. That goal by Petrangelo would be his third of the year, as I stated earlier. Schwartz, can't say enough about Schwartz, showed up again, played hard, gets his fifth assist. Ryan O'Reilly gets his 13th assist. I'm not going to call him a newcomer anymore because he's not. He is taking this team over, made this team his own. Going out of the second period, the Blues outshot Minnesota 10-6. to So right now the Blues are outshooting Minnesota 19-14, to but they're tied 2-2. Two to -two. Just those little lapses like at the beginning of the second period can cost you a game. Going into the third, you're hoping the Blues can kind of take some stuff over. I thought that both teams had some opportunities, but it would be the Wild that would get the next goal to take a 3-2 lead. 7 minutes 43 seconds in to the third period. Cut off by Dunn, tried to force it into the corner. Stahl recovers a loose puck, centers just out of the reach of Granlund. Now Granlund scores! Tremendous shot by Mikhail Granlund. Loose pucks around him are a mistake if you're defending, and that is exactly what happened. Uh, just a puck bouncing around, and he just pitches it over top of the glove. Mikhail Granlund went off of his 10-game scoring streak, only to pick back up. He's now scored in 13 of his last 14. Such a bad goal to give up. I thought the Blues were playing pretty good at this point of the game. I had a feeling they were going to score the next goal. But what has killed him this year, guys? Bad passing. The inability to clear the puck out. And this was a little bit of both here. Sanford had the puck on his stick. The puck went right to Pareko. He doesn't clear it out of the zone with authority. It was a very weak, weak attempt. The puck was moving around a little bit, sure, but he should have been very decisive and got that puck out. And it's a mistake that would cost the Blues the game because they would not score another goal when Minnesota would win this game 3-2. to two. Mikhail Granlin, as they said, is not going to take that opportunity and miss it. Tenth goal of the year. Zucker gets his eighth assist, seven minutes, 43 seconds in, and the Blues lose twice to the Wild on this homestand. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal, the Blues dominated shots on goal, 31 to 18. Faceoffs, they won that faceoff battle 53% to 47%. Both teams had two power play opportunities. Neither team were able to capitalize on those. Penalty minutes, six each. Hits, the Wild were a little more physical, 24 hits to the Blues, 17. The Wild put on a clinic of how to block shots. But then again, the Blues had a lot of, I would say, just soft shots from 35 feet out, 40 feet out. Blocks, 23 for the Wild, 8 for the Blues. Giveaway, each team had 9 giveaways. Let's go ahead and get into the postgame interviews, where, of course, we're going to hear from the players first. We're going to hear from Ryan O'Reilly. 
and Chad Johnson, who really deserved better than what he got. And then we're going to hear from Coach Mike on this disappointing loss. You know, we little laps in the second and responded. The third, obviously, they're just more veteran team that just stuck with it and wait for us to, to make a little mistake. And it's it's disappointing. You know, we, we easily could have got that into OT and we didn't. Ryan, early in the game, it seemed like that power play, you had some scoring chances and throughout that first period, was that an opportunity that was kind of lost where maybe you could have gotten a lead early and maybe gotten some separation too? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, we need to capitalize on the power play. It's got to be, a, especially in a game like that against against that team that doesn't give give up a lot. They clutch, they grab a lot, and those when you do get those PPs, they're really important to to convert on them because you don't. Uh, it's tough to generate against those guys. When you when you make a mistake against a veteran team like that, they can make you pay pretty quick, huh? Yeah, that's the, you know that's their style. You know they. There wasn't anything special, you know. They kept just getting it deep, and just going back and forth. We'd get it deep, and then, you know, a couple little mistakes by us, and then, you know, that's just what they're wait, sitting around waiting for. And then they get it, uh, get a quick goal. So it's it's frustrating because it's, you know, we did do some good things, but it just again, you know, like we we missed two points there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew it was going over me a little bit. It was just such a rolling rolling puck. I think it hit a body. Um, I'm not sure who that was. It hit, kind of hit a body, hit the hit the crossbar, and then. You know, I'm just trying to find it, and um, just wasn't wasn't able to get over there and make the make the save. And it was just an easy goal for them. And um, and then the other one is just, you know, you make a save and puck sits right there for the second guy who's got a wide open net. It's just, um, you know, that's just hockey sometimes. And I thought we did a good job, um, not really getting too down off of that. You know, especially early in the second, I thought we did a good job battling back. And then, um, you know, again third period is just sort of one opportunity, and it was right in the slot and. Um, he chucked it on net and went went in. So it was, uh, I think it was just a tough, tight game overall. There wasn't a lot going on until kind of the very end. There we had some good looks, but it was, uh, you know, kind of what we expected. It's just unfortunate we came out um, without the two points. If it, a home stand takeaway, you guys had seven games here. It started poorly. Do you feel like as a team there was some turn in the corner here? Over this um, yeah, I think I think you saw a little bit more of our game, especially even today. I know we didn't get the result we wanted, but I thought we still played hard. We, we showed confidence even when we were down. Um, you know, there's just that experience. I think we're, we're building in the right direction. I think there's always areas that we can improve on. Um, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's realizing that teams are going to give us their best every night. They, they know what our roster is like. And I think early on, maybe we were thinking it was going to be easy and uh, teams were bringing it you know, every night, and, and now I think we're we're dialed in right at the start. We're getting leads, which is good for us, and um, so I, I think we're getting that experience here, and hopefully continue to build here. How sharp are you when you get three straight starts? Yeah, I feel I feel a lot better. Um, just that pr the preparation part, the flow of things, um, it's a lot easier. Um, just just getting into it, and, and your your mind's ready to go. That confidence is there, knowing you can. Um, you know what to expect, I guess, in, in situations, and the, yeah, just the preparation. I, I feel good the more I play, and uh, I've been fortunate to get the um, three three in a row here. Jed Ryan just said that you've been the team's best player. I know you don't control the assignments, but do you feel like you've played well enough to keep getting the assignments? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I always feel like I've, I feel good about my game. Um, just over my the course of my career, I've always felt like I can play a majority of games and play a lot. It just depends on the, the situation. Again, Jake's a great goalie. He's been playing really well, too. I know he hasn't gotten the results, um, but he's kept us in a lot of games and we, we maybe haven't been playing our best. And uh, I'd, I'd love to play more games, but it's kind of out of my out of my hands. I know what my role is here. And, um, you know, I just go out and try and 
do my best. And if I can get in more games because that's the best for the team, then so be it. I'd, I'd, I'd you know, um, appreciate that and, and enjoy that. Um, but again, it's not up to me the decision I'd like to, but um, we'll see. Um, you know, just uh, made uh, made the wrong mistakes at the wrong times, and uh, and the mistakes they're making um, obviously are big ones. But it's not just the mistakes. Like the mistake is a mistake is not being firm enough with your play, and uh, you know the I, I think. There were some things that were that were pretty good, but we're not we're not in the business of saying that. I think we limited their chances, but it's the chances that we give up that are unnecessary. Um, you yeah. know, goals where our gap's not strong enough, or we're just not strong enough, or we're not making a hard enough play, or or you know a, a strong enough play, and and ends up in the back of our net. That's that's what you got to do to to win hockey games. Where do you see it after today? Where do you see the? Well, I think that I think that. The structure is 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 there. Um, you know, we didn't give up much. I don't. I don't know. I think by our count, we had eight scoring chances in the game. But it's, but it's not good enough to just say that. Again, you've got to be firm and strong and hard in certain areas of the ice, and you've got to. You can't just play not to get beat and just to be safe. You've got to be in the right position, but you've got to defend more aggressively. I thought way too many easy entries on. Uh, against uh, and just not firm enough with some of the puck plays that that you know again I, I think that the goals that we gave up we didn't need to. Well I just want them to just you got to recognize you got the puck in a dangerous area just slap it out just do whatever you can hammer it and if somebody happens to be in your way then it should hurt just got to get it out of there as, as, as hard as you can. Um, it's not just him I think we had the puck on our stick probably about four times there um, so yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta be better than that. What do you think that is? A few times when they were in your zone, they didn't all lead to goals. But uh, just kind of decision making in, in, in yeah in, yeah that, that's that's what well, I mean, it comes down to bearing down. I think that's that's the, that's what we should term it or call it. You just have to. You know, you got to make plays. You got to make those plays. You got to bear down and you got to make them. And sometimes making the play is just getting a puck out of your own zone. Sometimes it's making a hard play and sometimes it's making a more poised play. Whatever the case is, uh, you've just got to you got to bear down. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we talked about it. You know, you there you have to know also that they're playing that way and they're waiting for you to make a mistake. So I just didn't think that number one for us to grab the lead. I didn't think that we were strong enough on the puck in the on the offensive zone. I didn't think our forecheck was quite hard enough. We we were missing a second guy a lot of the times, and you know again just talking about the firmness of our game. Uh, you know the way that they're playing, they're protecting the middle. You've got to get to the net, and I I didn't. You know, as a coaching staff, we didn't feel that we had the desperation around their net until the goalie was out. Um, so obviously, we needed more of that. How do you change that, Mike? How do you get them to be more aggressive and more firm? Uh, just if we keep going to school off it, you know, we, we again, we got to keep learning from this. And, um, you know, everybody's sick of losing. So it's just a matter of doing what it takes to win hockey games. Yeah. Well, just that, that was. 
where we've been working on our exits, we've been working on our puck support a lot more, and uh, and just real good execution from you know everybody's got to be working to be an option, and and you know what what doesn't show up is Vladdy the way that he comes across the ice in support pushes their D back, opens up that ice. Um, good work by Vladdy without the puck to open up some ice for a play for Petro, and and obviously Schwartz, he just a great play to to put that puck into space for him. I asked O'Reilly why uh, it seems so hard to get open space against the uh, Minnesota, and he said he thought there were a lot of grabbing and penalties. Did you call against them? Do you see anything like that? Uh, maybe. I mean, that's smart Smart teams are able to do those things and get away from them and get away with them. But, uh, you know, You've got to fight for your ice, and uh, and you've got to fight to get to the inside, and and you know we didn't we didn't do it enough. Mike, is this three game stretcher giving you a window into what Chad can do? I mean, maybe you know more about it than you did a month ago. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, he's he's built confidence in in us and and the team that he's playing in front of. So um, yeah, we got to just keep pushing forward now. How do you approach that situation going forward? Uh, you know, I, I we haven't had time to to talk about that or or, or decide or you know evaluate that even yet. So uh, obviously, we'll look at the game tape and, and we'll make our decision going forward. From the outside, you see a shutout one game, you see a couple goals the next, but that doesn't always tell the story about the goaltender. How how much better or different was Chad tonight versus the? Uh, I, you know, I don't I don't think that we can compare this game to the last game, but again, this. This was just a winnable game for us, and I don't think that he had a chance on that on that third goal. Um, you know, obviously, you need goalies to make saves. Sometimes they make saves that uh, that they're not supposed to make, whatever the case is. But I just think that we didn't have enough of a push um, to make it challenging on their goalie, and and again, we just gave up a big chance at the wrong time. Well, it it feels like it, but we got to win games. That's the thing, and and again, it, this was a winnable game. It was there for us, and we didn't find the way to win the game. We found a way to lose the game. So, um, you know, at, at a certain point, we can't just keep saying, "Hey, we're getting closer. We're getting better." Um, at a certain point, we've got to we've got to find a way to win these games that. Uh, that are there for you, and we've 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 done some good things. You know, if we would have grabbed this one, then it would have been really good. Um, but obviously, we found a way not to. That's that's uh, so we gotta we gotta be better. I think beyond just the uh, the overall record, you guys are gonna need to go on a little run in the division too, aren't you? Because yeah, yeah, you know what, we, we, we can't get caught up in any of that stuff right now. We just have to take it, you know, I know it's cliche, but we've got to get ready for the, that game against Chicago, um, and that's that's our only focus right now. Uh, so we, we've been winning some games uh, this last little stretch, and unfortunately when you dig yourself into a hole the way that we did, uh, every loss really hurts. So obviously this one hurts, um, but, uh, you know, we just got to come back and make sure we bounce back. Yes, it's pretty obvious if you watched the game, if you were at the game, what the issues are with this team. When they lose, they allow teams to enter the zone uncontested. They allow teams to pass the puck around uncontested. They don't battle in the corners for the puck. And also on the offensive side, when they lose, you're not seeing a lot of shots up close You're not seeing guys going to the net to try to get those rebounds or to try to get a shot from 14, 12, 10, 8 feet, whatever. That is very key to this team's success. When they go to the net, when they get shots 
close in, you know, within 20 feet, not 35 feet, they're successful. Yeah, they have sometimes they take a long shot and it gets a deflection or the goalie doesn't see it and they score. But they need to put guys in front of the net. I have a feeling you're probably going to see Maroon back against the Blackhawks on Wednesday. Uh, He's that guy that can get in front of the net. He's a big guy. Has he been great for the Blues this year? No, but he's been good. And I think that's what he adds to this team is a guy that likes to go to the net, is a guy that likes to stand in front of the net, take up space, get in front of that goaltender, make one guy or two guys try to push him out of in front of that crease. So maybe they will improve on that against the Blackhawks on Wednesday. But they must also improve on not letting the Blackhawks just skate right into their zone. And there was a lot of that against the Wild. That's inexcusable. You've got to stand at your blue line and not let people go in there easily. It's happening to the Blues. When they're not winning games, teams are stopping them at the blue line and they're doing the old Blues dump and chase. And that's not really going to get you anywhere. You're not going to win a bunch of games doing the dump and chase constantly. Can you do it now and again to try to set something up? Yes. But you cannot continuously get the puck over the red line and before you enter the blue line, dump it in. That's not going to work long term. So the Blues need to make adjustments defensively on stopping people from just skating in and moving around their zone. They can't do that. That's where I see this team being right now. Not being strong defensively on the blue line. Not being strong offensively on the blue line. Too much dump and chase. Too many shots from 30, 35 feet out and maybe even beyond. Not enough guys going to the net. So hopefully they can fix those issues. I want to thank everybody for joining me for another episode of The Drop. I hope everybody has a great week. Stay healthy. Spend some time with your family. And let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.